Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 167, Marketing a Listing. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I'm going to talk to you about one of the most important subjects as a real estate agent. That's getting listing and marketing them. Getting the listing is just the start. Marketing it is really where you get to take advantage of it, really where the whole listing thing shines. Because remember, buyers, we constantly have to be with them. We constantly have to work them. We have to show up for every single appointment, whereas listings, the sign is hanging, the marketing is running, and people are showing it on their own, possibly even writing offers that they're going to submit to you in the future. So when you're lucky enough to get a listing, make sure to leverage off that marketing. Listings will generate buyers, which are the key to the game, ultimately, because it's full circle, right? As we have listings, they feed buyers, we get more listings, we get more buyers, and we continue to grow that way. Oftentimes, when people look around and they think, who do I want to list my home with? They look, where do I see the most signs? Whose name are on them? Where do I see the most real estate ads? Who's on my fridge? All the different things that come from the word marketing. Now, as you build your brand and you continue to market, people are going to want to list with you. Marketing a listing doesn't just consist of putting in the MLS. So first off, definitely when putting in the MLS system, make sure to maximize every field. Make sure to use professional photography. Make sure that you do your research. Make sure to put it in front. Use the reverse prospecting tool. Make sure to share it on social media. All the basics of the MLS system. But then get creative and think about where are the buyers for this home? Let's just pull an example. Say I was selling an equestrian home. I might want to send out a mailer to every single local tax shop, every single local arena, every single local landowner over 10 acres, every single local farm, every single local trailer distribution company, all the local hay companies, any feed and grain companies that I know of, maybe places that sell cowboy boots and cowboy shoes. I want to get that listing to the places where the most likely buyer is. Now, is it okay for someone non-equestrian to buy an equestrian property? Of course. But in the world of only having a budget of so much money, we have to choose to think where is our budget going to be best deployed? We're going to best deploy the budget to the person that's most likely to want the home. The other thing to think of is I know getting the most offers typically leads to the most amount of money. But one concept not enough people pay attention to is the concept that not only does that work, but it also works in the idea of getting the best person for the home, like the person who falls in love with the home based on what the home is, how the home looks exactly the way it is, is the person that's going to pay you the most. Because if they already love the countertops, they love the paint color, they love the walls, they love the floor plan, they don't need to change anything, which for them, it's like the most equitable house, right? Because with no changes, I can just move in the way it is, which means I can pay top dollar for this home and love it for what it is. When someone looks at it as... Mm, I might work, but the kitchen's not right. This is not right. They start deducing the amount they're willing to pay because they need to renovate to make it what they want. So marketing it to the correct person is always going to get you more bang for your buck. I'll give another example. One time I put up a house. Clearly, it was a dog house, right? We had dogs in it, and there was a dog smell. It also was a nice fenced-in backyard, but the dog had been pretty tough on the lawn. The nice thing was there was an automatic dog door that had something that worked with the collar and allowed the dog to open and close the door by themselves. So instead of trying to hide the fact that it was a dog house, I put it up as saying, attention all dog lovers, 
Can you imagine your fur baby running around smiling in their own private backyard after letting themselves out for the day while you're currently at work? Now it worked because guess who I got? I got dog owners. I got people who saw that property for what it was and I got people who wanted it to ultimately have their dog do that. Now if I had marketed it wrong, kind of hidden that fact or tried to make it seem like something it wasn't, when people got there they'd be like, oh geez, this place smells like dog or oh my god, the yard's chewed up at the dog or I don't really want an automatic dog door. Again, finding that right person is going to get us the most amount of money. So therefore, by getting these correct people in, we ended up selling that home quickly and for a great amount of money, which was a real success story because honestly, sometimes those things can be a challenge if you don't pay attention to how to correctly market them. Now, last but not least that I want to go over in today's episode is when writing a listing description, it's important to sell the dream. With the digital era here, we already have photography. We already have video. We already have a description. Back in the day when I first started in real estate, we used to write want ad type ads. So we used to write, come see this 4BD, 2BR, 2000SQ, FT, RNCH, close to the water, blah, blah, blah. We always did this because we had to jam all that info in because that's the only place you saw the info. Now with the pictures, the video, possibly the floor plans, and the whole description down below, the boxes that say bedrooms, bathrooms, they already know all that. So when you're writing a description in the digital era, you want to think about selling the dream. Think about how you sell, what the lifestyle of the home is. Perfect example of this is a brand called Maybelline. It's a makeup company and one of the most famous in the lifestyle sale. So one of the things they say in their whole tagline is maybe it's her or maybe it's Maybelline. What do they mean by this? They mean maybe she's beautiful or maybe Maybelline made her beautiful. But that tells a woman when they go to buy Maybelline makeup that they're selling the lifestyle of beauty. This doesn't directly correlate like, oh, what are you talking about, beautiful house? But I'm saying they're selling a lifestyle. They're not selling the makeup. They're selling the lifestyle. When you sell the lifestyle instead of selling the home, instead of saying four bed, two bath, saying, do you love to entertain? This wide open backyard with a custom outdoor kitchen and full in-ground pool is ready for all your guests. That's selling the lifestyle. Saying the simple thing of it has a pool in the backyard is not the same as telling them what they can do with the pool, how they can enjoy the pool, and how they can best utilize the pool. Guys, one thing we know about people is they love living in dreamland and they love thinking about what it is for their future. When you can sell their future to them in the home that they're looking at, you're going to find a buyer willing to pay you the most amount of money for the best terms possible for your seller, and you're going to really hit a lot of wins. You're also going to attract a lot of buyers that might not like that property, but then end up doing business with you in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe, and also make sure to tell all your friends and family about it. You can check us out on the web at realfactsonrealestate.com. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week.